Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. That's right. Man, home. But when you say home, don't you mean ho, ho, ho. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, I'm laying in pretty pretty hard into the uh, Christmas theme here. We've got our Christmas tunes going. We've got our Christmas little border going you keep saying christmas uh, hey, matt they're holiday themes they're holiday borders for the big holiday on the 25th whoops, that we all get that's off right. meant to say holiday and it's observed on the 26th <laughs> Ketzel, happy uh observe the holiday 26th to you sir hope you're doing well um this fantasy hockey team's doing well oh i just lost a comment jim johnson let's go Redworks. Hope uh, Jared throws out there. Hope Newsy let Huso uh, get some sleep today. Dude earned it in the third alone. What was that? What was the uh, we were up or down 24 to five shots in the third period at one point? Yeah, that was, that was before uh... the empty net goals. The four empty net goals went in. Um, Jim Johnson, the Lightning averaged one and a half shots a minute in the third period. Jim Johnson, who's so amazing. Chewy's aboard. What's up, Chewy? Hey, hey man. I hope you're feeling good. Uh, Jim Johnson, Mike, where's your rum and eggnog? I will let everyone know Matt brought his. 
I alcoholic um, nog. I opted for a fresca can that I emptied out all the fresca and filled it with eggnog and vodka. Chewy says Merry Christmas. <laughs> Chewy, that's got hilarious. him, Chewy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, for all the podcast listeners, you're gonna get to hear this happen. And Ooh. I'm hoping that you'll tune in for the next live episode because we'll be giving stuff away um, as a thank you for everyone who's sticking around. And I would say a couple of horrible weeks of uh, audio recording and just messy what have you. So we uh, yeah, we really uh, Maple Leafs it and Vegas Knights it uh, for a couple episodes. But now we're back. You know? <laughs> right, now, we're, now, now we're lightninging it. <laughs> A little lightning redemption, a little giveaway. Um, yeah. So what we've got are some pretty cool prizes. Uh, to am I eligible? Mike is not eligible. Ugh, uh, I like your guys' odds. We uh, we'll play this game as soon as. So guys, what I I might need your help with this. We might need to go to Twitter. Um, need you guys to like this right now because we are going to do our giveaway once we hit thirty likes on the uh, the live feed here. So. Uh, I'm going to try and keep track of it as we move along. Um, I think um, I'm going to count the one like we have we have on Facebook right now. I see one. I'm going to have to pull up YouTube right now. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to flag our own episode for. Uh, for Do we have use. any likes on Mastodon yet? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Uh, all right. Okay. Ten, ten likes so far. We're a third of the way there. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead, Mike. Are you are you excited to do this? Are you excited to give back to the fans? I am very excited to reward anyone who's given us half a second of their time, uh, let alone hang around for a full sentence of content uh, from this this Red Wings Renate podcast. Um, I'm excited about the prizes. I'm very jealous that I'm not allowed to be the winner, Matt. So that's confirmed. Damn it. Okay, I can't win. Um, not allowed um conflict of in interest apparently um but uh yeah we're gonna be keeping track of likes matt i heard we're gonna be doing a cool prize i think a couple weeks in a row um leading up through the holiday season or as chewy uh so succinctly put it christ mass um <laughs> that is right around the corner uh but i i'm very i'm also very excited to get into some red wings topics here matt how well, yeah. how are the numbers coming in uh, so far, we have 12 likes right from the get-go, so I'm happy you guys uh, nailed that. Uh, you know what? I'm going to be nice, because this is our first time doing we this. We can get to Chris Asgood, I think. We we have we have seven likes so far on Twitter, and I wasn't going to count Twitter likes, but I, I want to reveal what this giveaway is going to be. Uh, but I'm also going to throw out there, too, guys. Um, we are. I'm going to do a kind of, like, the gifts are going to get better. And we're also lining up some cameo appearance appearances to reveal those gifts as we go along. And I will let you guys know that you're going to enjoy those cameo appearances quite a bit. So uh, a lot of holiday gifts coming your way. So I, I need you guys to all tune in for the rest of December. But uh, I'm hoping it's not too much of an ask uh, if we keep getting wins like we just <laughs> did. Because holy mackerel. Those are the real gifts. Yeah. I, Mike, I wanted to ask you, um, and we'll yeah. get in the comments here in a second, so um, we'll uh, we'll come back to that. But Mike, while you, while you are uh, getting prepped for some pretty fun comments coming up, uh, yes. I did want to ask you, going back to our days of, of being a, a wrestling 
podcast. If you remember oh, those, I was days. actually just asked about that today by a friend of the show, David Walters, no less. Whoa, David yeah. Walters. Yep, there's a name wow. from the past. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, his old best friend from middle school. Yeah. Middle school is more of like a Michigan thing, right? Uh, is that, it's junior high. It could be. I don't know. I'm, I'm so in the bubble. I don't know if there's anything outside my bubble. Matt, what? <laughs> um, here's the question. Mike, when we used to watch pro wrestling, yeah. uh, there were, I, I was, I couldn't think of what the term was because I was trying to put that into our show notes. I might have even tried to title our episode that way, but it's a victory we got over Tampa Bay that in the wrestling world would sort of define like this means the big push is coming. And of course, we're talking storyline. Right. So, so you mean we're going to be strapping that rocket? Oh, yeah. Going straight that, to the top. You yeah. know what? I just thought of what it's called. Uh, yeah. But I want to see now if you can remember what those it's a it's a victory for that individual. Right. OK. Uh, and, it, and it means they're yeah, they're getting that rocket strapped to their back. Do you remember what it's called? Well, uh, give me a first letter. S. Strapping rocket match. Hell, you got it, Mike. Strapping that rocket. Nope. It's a signature win. Ah, yes. The, old, the old signature, signature win. win. Uh, yeah. And again, in, in wrestling terms, that means that uh, you've got that win that signifies that in the, the content and the writing that'll be produced going forward, um, you're on your way up. Now, for the Wingdings, Mike, it felt like every big team that we were facing, except, of course, we took down New Jersey pretty early on. Um, it felt like we just were missing the mark. Um, it felt like uh, recently we had a lot of signature losses. <laughs> right, we, exactly. It was we like, faced uh, some bottom third of the league, and then we felt, my God, here comes a real test. We, here comes we were Toronto the, and Vegas. We were winning the mid-card matches, and then we sort of Dolph Ziggler'd it that once it became a real test. Yeah, we really screwed up our money in the bank opportunity against John Cena on an episode of uh, Monday Night Raw. It wasn't even a pay-per-view, um, but luckily... Man, did we we needed this Tampa Bay game, Matt? And uh, well, let me I let me say, is this is this a signature win? I think we joked on Twitter about does this redeem those two bad games if they win in regulation? Um, I think it does. Um, I I think this is I think you can count this as a signature win. Um, this team has not snowballed and let this turn into a real losing streak um they didn't see real a real talent real opponent on the other end of the ice and uh you know cave in um i, I mean they got basically you know tampa basically at, at at full capacity um wasn't that sorelli coming back um they weren't screwing around with a backup goaltender vasilevsky was out there uh playing his nuts off um <laughs> you know the cooch and stamp coast were out there uh i i mean Hedman was out there i you know they even had Blash, you know, back there. They had everybody, Matt. They were at full capacity. They had the Blash gun aiming at well, little Derek Lalonde. You could definitely tell they were full capacity as I pulled up uh, for the podcast listeners a natural stat trick here. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, w of course, issues here. Uh, <laughs> definitely. I, what's the word? I mean, it, it just it got worse as we got deeper into the third period because you could you could see. And Lalone touched on this, so if you guys hadn't seen his post game, uh, he talked about 
uh, getting in the lanes was a huge victory in the first and second periods. And of course, they kind of got away from that, as, as you can see here. So our Corsi 4 percentage, the Red Wings actually had more attempts on net in the first and second period. And of course, the third period for the Lightning, which is reflective of the score, uh, they actually had almost 80% of the attempts on net. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Um, high danger chances, though, throughout the game. And I think this is more of a... What was Huso able to do? This is this is the Huso show, a hundred percent. What was Huso able to do to keep us in it? Because the high danger chances, they they nearly doubled us out for the entire game. There, there was twenty five to fourteen, and even though we were able to limit their total attempts on net, which you could see again reflective in that Corsi four percentage for two periods, they still were getting <clears throat> the better chances on net against us. Because they, you 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 could go through. That first period, nine to seven on high danger chances. The second period, three to two. So Tampa was uh, in that second period. I mean, that's that's the win, right? Yeah. High danger chances for the third period are thirteen to five. High danger chances for the first period are nine to seven. Second period, the Tampa Bay Lightning are limited to three high danger chances. Just it just feels like that is the huge victory that happened in all of this. It was it was the couple of penalty kills in the first period, and of course a butt save. From Billy Huso. Everybody, uh, were we huge fans of those butt saves there? Uh, but we've gone so long oh, without man. acknowledging you know, I started, uh, the uh, I started oh, clapping my own cheeks. I like those so much. <laughs> the twerk save? I like booty save. Twerk save seems better because you think about a goalie stance and the butterfly. You know. I thought we were going it. with uh, cheek clapper. <laughs> Not so much. Um, <clears throat> no, I mean... Um, I mean, you came in and, uh, God, what was that streak that Tampa Bay was on? Was it uh, like a 10 or 12 game power play goal streak? Um, and they just talked about how powerful that power play is, um, like throughout the whole pregame. And they they touched on it, you know, a couple times during the game. Um, and when that first penalty got called on us, it, it was like, oh, boy, this is, you know, this might be setting the stage for the rest of the game. Uh, so let's kind of see what goes on here. And they killed it. And then they killed the next one. And he thought, my God, maybe we are going to win this game. Um, but I, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for the Red Wings win. I do want to just throw a quick, quick uh, bone out there to um, Tampa. Cause I could honestly play. I, I know they were super turnover heavy in that first period, which contributed to this, but that was one of the smoothest, like time-wise, like smoothest, funnest, opening periods of a hockey game I think I've ever watched. It was just constant back and forth. Even if there weren't goals, um, it just felt like there's a lot of like activity. Um, not, you know, a lot of, not a lot of icings even. Um, and uh, I, you know, it, it just makes it for a more enjoyable sport when, when teams aren't, you know, hunkering down and, you know, being more conservative defensively when you're, when you're going all out, and part of those, you know, turnovers where those guys were trying to make creative plays, um, you know, even though it didn't quite pan out in that first period, obviously. Yeah. Um, but man, that 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 type of period is the type of period I think you could market the league with. Like it was, it was that fun. And that's when I asked you earlier, and we'll, I'll, we'll I want to get your thoughts on this in a second, but we'll hit the comments up here. Um, when I brought up signature win, like, yeah. and I know it'll be defined once we see the Florida Panthers game. But that's where this was such a huge victory for Detroit. Like, this is something, too, that you're hoping you're going to look back at this game and say, this was it. 
this is where we saw it. Like, even though this was, like, we just showed those numbers, this was who so heavy to make sure we could walk out with the victory. Um, and, of course, we love that the, you know, we got a couple of empty net goals, an incredible one from Adam Ernie, and Prone was just showing off all the glue he has at the end of his stick. Um, you know, it's just, it, it, there, it wasn't a perfect game, you, but it's a remember, game uh, that you can take emotionally into the next one. Do you remember uh, John Madden and, like, Madden 02, we'd be like, yeah. uh, back in my day, they use uh, stick them. Now they just got those gloves. <laughs> so they so use stick them. And what is, I don't know what if, does Perron use? Is this, uh, is this holiday? He jams, is it tree sap? He uses uh, either maple syrup or um, <laughs> he just jams an NFL wide receiver glove on the end of his hockey stick, I think. <laughs> you could see the little fingers waving as he was going by. <sighs> All right, let's jump in these comments here. Um, Antonio, hi, guys. You guys are looking good. Jim Johnson, when was the last time the Wings had a winning record on the road? You know, Lalone touched on um, what the season feels <clears throat> like, and I know in previous interviews he's been talking about, like, hey, we're we're doing okay, but let's you know calm down on the expectations. But then again, he also called out in his postgame last night about how the expectations are – this game now, you you win it, kind of thing, and and being able to execute and get that victory, I think, is just going to push that narrative even further. So um, all that coming together, uh, Justica aboard, happy you came back. I was so worried, like I was like, no, these are the first episodes that just, <laughs> or is it just to see ya? Anyway, um, let me know if I got that right. But I was like, ah, there's no way they're coming back after those were the first two episodes. Ketzel, really excited for our cameos coming up. Of course, not today. I couldn't, I will apologize. Couldn't get any of our future cameos locked up for today. Uh, and it looks like they're going to have to be pre-recorded because, Mike, nobody wants it's, to. Uh, turns out it's the holiday season and people have stuff going on. Yeah, what the hell? What the hell's going on? That's um, okay. Yeah. Hey, Ketzel also does uh, middle school down in Atlanta. Um, oh, Jared says junior high south of Kalamazoo. Very huh. interesting. I thought I thought middle school was a Michigan thing. Um, all right. Also, let's... Ketzel, I didn't know you were ATL, bro. Uh, first of all, Atlanta, one of my favorite shows, and uh, my uh, Atlanta Braves. Um, throw it up for uh, Michael Harris the second, my man. Woohoo! <laughs> <clears throat> um, now this is a great comment here from Jim. Uh, turnovers by the Lightning uh, did them in. That was. Uh, I think it was 14 to nothing after the first two periods, which is incredible because we were just talking about like Lalone called it out himself in the post game that his team was in the lanes. They were stopping. You know what, Jim? I, I'm going to add one caveat to your comment. There's uh there's takeaways, which are really cool. And what Datsuk was known for, right? The legendary uh, thief. These were like open giveaways uh, by Tampa Bay. So they were absolutely uh, just, just playing. I don't know if a little bit sloppy or, I don't know, just a little overexcited, uh, you know, kind of bury one on uh, Lalone. But, uh, yeah, that puck was all over the place, except, you know, on the sticks of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, we do um, hate doing this because he's our rival, even though I've said hi to Ryan before and he's super sweet. So I don't I don't hate the man, but I am jealous of the game. Um, 
we're gonna bring up Ryan Hanna's account here because he actually has that Billy Huso uh, backwards save. And I'm kicking hmm. my—I was kicking myself last night because uh, his account kind of blew up once uh, once he did share this. And I told myself, I was like, nah, nobody wants to see that. So I had it queued up too. I'm such an idiot. Damn it. Live and learn. Nobody cares. All right. Um, yeah. If you guys didn't get to see that save, and again. Uh, if you needed reasons to come join us on YouTube, I hope that we've done enough show-wise. But, of course, you're missing the highlights, and you're going to miss all these sweet giveaways coming up for the rest of the month. But um, as we uh, – let's just, let's back this sucker up. Let's just play this in real time because I don't think we can actually slow it down to get the real feel of it. But uh, this is the, the lightning crowding the net, and some – I. so what what happened here? Huso spins around to make his uh, – Spinning heel kick save. <laughs> I mean, basically, right? He's spinning the whole body around to get this save going. Um, oh, yeah, and I like Ketzel throwing out there. Huso playing with his back to the rink and still didn't get scored on. Uh, Jared throwing out there. Huso is so good. He's able to 10 goal backwards. Of course, if you guys miss, like, this is just incredible. And and did, did the puck touch his booty? I don't know. But let's let's just pretend it did, right? Um, but talk about like the incredible awareness. Like we're we're trying to figure out like, and 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 I don't I don't mean Mike and I. Think about everybody that covers hockey. Nobody really ever has a good idea of like what's going on with goaltending, and for the life of us, we can't get Nadelkovic to have like, and going back to like the second half of last season, like we can't get him to have a good stretch, like a good few games in a row it seems like we keep coming back and having some some difficult looking games um and then and then this and the, like how pissed is Nadelkovic? like he he can't get not only consistent defensemen in front of him uh but the puck is is bouncing all over the place who so turns his back to the tampa bay lightning of all teams and that puck still stays out of the net just, yeah, I mean, uh, just incredible. I'm gonna say it. Incredible luck here. Incredible play though for Huso to get his legs spread across. Like he knew, if you're gonna play your back right to the Tampa Bay Lightning, he did this as best as possible, right? Look at he's got he's got the whole bottom of the net covered. No, I mean uh, not since uh, you know Randy Moss in 1999 when he <laughs> mooned uh, the Green Bay Packers Stadium have we seen a, a Tukis be used to uh, such successful uh, bounds here. Um, but yeah, good on, good on Huso. A lot of people go butterfly or hybrid. I'm glad he went frog pose on that one. Kind of a new <laughs> goalie style that's starting to make its way through the minors. Um, but yeah, that was, that was awesome. Um, uh, and tell the Tampa to kiss his ass on that save. That was pretty cool. All right, just yeah. a quick reminder, we are looking for those 30 likes before we reveal what the uh, the big giveaway is. So <clears> if, uh, if anybody's watching and hasn't liked the video yet, uh, just Hop in there. Give it a give it a little likey poo. Um oh I like GLJ. Callback signature save. Oh does this mean uh GLJ going forward? Uh Huso has um what? Uh what do we want to call this? A, a new routine? Maybe? Maybe. He gets in a little bit of trouble. I mean, think about the flex. Like Huso having the confidence, like just going forward, he's gonna turn his back to any challenger. Man, I can't wait to see him bust that out on a shootout. It's going to be awesome. So, like, uh, some of the games we play uh, are, like, what, you know, what happened in the night before. Um, can we can we pinpoint, you know, where the victory came from? And it's pretty easy to talk about who so. But there are still a lot of odd things that happened that we need to discuss. Um, 
but and I I I kind of want to touch on if you guys can see it on the uh, on the YouTube here, but on the podcast you can't see it. How far down our five point six two five million dollar player to Andrew Cop is on our expected goals for percentage list. So we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but Mike, as you yes. try and ice a team, yeah, Jonathan Bergren. 69.18 goal expected goals for percentage expected goals for per 60 is 3.62 and a pretty solid expected goals against a 1.61 put in there in some pretty scary minutes comes out with a goal it's a tipped goal so again we've been talking about his positioning and decision making Mwah. chef's kiss um but clearly he is on a line that is going to be put in a Defensive situation first, being in the bottom six, and he comes away with a 1.61 expected goals against per 60. God damn. And, of course, that's his whole line combined. Um, Pew Suter, of course, is going to run away with the fourth line, uh, probably best expected goals for a number at 84.59. Um, but still, and, and Joe Valeno up there, too, pretty, pretty near the 60%. He's at 58.83. Yeah. You're not looking for that fourth line to change your game, right? You're not looking for the fourth line to win you a game. Uh, but very clearly, they're doing more than I think we could have expected from the fourth line. And Tampa, obviously top-heavy. Uh, but they've done a good job of putting together four lines that, um, as they are compared to their opponent, have been performing better. Uh, and that's what makes them, you know, three years in a row, your Eastern Conference, and two years going back a year, Stanley Cup champion. Um, that's what you do, right? Top to bottom. Uh, no, I mean, Bear Grin, yeah, he absolutely deserves uh, mention in this episode because um, I, it just feels like every single shift, uh, there's something productive going on, whether he's actually putting pressure on, he's creating some sort of scoring chance. Um, I don't think Valeno's ever looked better like he he looks confident he looks like he's like yeah give me the puck and i mean bergeron he he really had uh i think it was in the first period too uh that really it really was a magical first period um he had a saucer pass over a lightning defender who was on their belly it didn't end up going in for a goal but it was an incredible replay and i i regret not having it queued up for you matt but he had this saucer pass that went over a defender um almost set up a beautiful one-timer, uh, but it's just, I, I mean, that's one one moment of many uh, for Bear Grin, who absolutely is is not going anywhere, um, even after we get the Redwoods reunited um, by this, this guy belongs in the NHL. I, I, he, you know, arguably should be playing more minutes in the top six. Like he's, he looks that skilled, but I mean, if he's going to completely activate that fourth line, and make this this you know injury depleted team look like they still have depth you know one to twelve uh, you know yeah I guess I I guess leave him down there if he's he's gonna make them that productive and make them just really pop on the on the stat sheet like that he's he's been really good Matt yeah and I uh, I'm watching this replay too and I'm I'm giving Pew Suter uh, a nod there but Chardik is is our boy that was uh, playing with Bergeron. Um, so I misspeaking there. I just wanted to make sure I got that out because I'm watching the replay going, hey, wait a minute. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's ultimately one of those games you got to play where um, you got to find the inches 
on your team. And if finding the inches means, like you just mentioned, we used to have, and Soderblom is back practicing, but we used to have an amazing looking third line in those first couple of games. Amazing enough that we made t-shirts for it, um, which you can find on the bodpodcast.com shop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Redwood line, uh, this fourth line, looking pretty hot as long as Beargren's mixed in there. Um, just, we got we got to figure out, we got to figure out that, Goddamn center on the second line. Um, we'll we'll get we'll get there in a minute. Uh, Ketzel has a good point. Our lines are so meaningless. Our depth scoring this year has been night and day from uh, the past six years. Um, oh man, I thought that this was going in a different direction, Ketzel, but still, great point. No, he yeah, just uh, who is one, two, three, four? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Chewy throw it out there. Burger needs uh, more ice time. Yeah, I think what has he been averaging? Uh, Mickey misspoke. I think he said twelve point or twelve minutes. I think it's closer to like eleven or ten. But um, scary, scary stuff uh, for a guy who's playing so well. It's it's not scary literally, but it's uh, it's just yeah, head turning. You know what are we doing? Yeah, and I, I God, you know maybe maybe it's uh, just recency bias or like the like his his positive contributions on the offensive end are so good, but I can't. I'm having trouble drawing a memory of him just having a, a blatant like defensive lapse. You're like, oh, that's why he's been in the minor leagues for so long, or oh, that's why he's only got ten minutes a game. Like it's it's is it my memory failing me, or is, does he not really have like many uh, negatives on the resume defensively? Um. All right, I did it. I did it again. I wasn't listening. I was queuing up the next replay. Who are you talking about? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I love you. You're you're a saint for joining such a terrible podcast co-host. Um, uh, who who? Um... Hi, Mike. Hey, you you ready for that next uh, highlight? You know what? Mike, you I've, made just, a great point. I've just I've decided I'm able to win the gift. That's what I've decided. All right. I probably won't, but have, just for that, man. Shot. I'll give you It'll a be shot. a separate gift off, off the show when I punch you in the face. Um, <laughs> God bless America, so, Matt. We get in trouble still. What, what for... very important thing do you have to tell us, Matt, that we're all going <laughs> to just remember for the rest of our lives? Let's let's hear this. No, I, this... I wanted to just show off uh, Ken Daniels' call on this because I, I thought it was a beautiful call for Berggren's goal. And I was going to point out how we keep getting called for copyright issues. And we got a message from the NHL and the Detroit Red Wings that there are copyright issues. However, they don't punish anymore for them, which was always my call out where I was like, hey, free advertising for your league on YouTube. Come to YouTube where we provide free NHL advertising and make the game easy to understand and more fun to talk about. Matt, after that lapse and you're paying attention, attention i'll be yeah. submitting another complaint to the nhl <laughs> you're gonna get our your blatant remote. thievery of the nhl without the express so... written consent yeah go ahead <laughs> of course this is uh, uh as jim mentioned earlier right yeah. off of uh some turnovers and tampa allowed us to uh to take a two nothing lead so it'll be valeno to olimata very quickly here i think the puck the puck is already on its way because I did a terrible job of pulling this replay. But uh, we're still going to get to hear that Ken Daniels roar. Um, and I think I remembered to share the audio. 
Kept in here by Valeno again. Modisha scores! Oh. Berggren with a tip in front. Jonathan Berggren makes it 2 nothing. Could you be more excited? I love that. Back-to-back turnovers again. They were minor ones, but... Um, just so much fun. I, I, I love that call so much from Ken Daniels. I think that's the one I watched over and over last night. Um, it did work, right? I didn't get it. I felt like I didn't get a reaction from you. Uh, I was doing something else. Oh, you're such a piece of garbage. Uh, Jim's <laughs> comment here. I, 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 I was going to jump right in and say I love it. But clearly, it has some negative aspects. Jim is clearly not watched very many Red Wing games because at least a third of this roster is injured all the time. So as soon as he gets back, somebody else will be injured, Jim. And for the podcast listeners, it was yep. uh, Zadina may never get back in the lineup. Of course, Jim, I understand the point you're making. Uh, will he, would he be in if we were 100% healthy? Maybe not. But is that ever the case? No, it is never. I mean, I th I think the next question is going to be, of the Robbie Fabries, of the Philip Sedinas, are those guys going to be able to pull us a third pair defenseman to shore up what's going on there? And I think that's a very easy yes. And I think it's even to the point where the right combo could net us a guy who's very good on a second pair and will fit in in our third pair because, holy mackerel, what could you possibly do to stop... Philip Aronic right now, who is goddamn killing it. Of course, I pulled up, uh, he's setting his franchise record uh, for the longest season opening road point streak, 11 games played, eclipsing Sergei Fedorov, who set the mark in 1993-94. And of course, Mike, I had to turn this into a joke. Illich family, see, we don't need to retire 91. We're good. Philip Aronic, deleted. There you go. There's no more, no more 91 in the rafters. All thanks to Philip Aronic. Hey, sexfine.biz in the comments. See you later. Hey, sexfine.biz. Don't forget to like this episode and oh, uh, right. subscribe. Oh, damn it. I already blocked him. Shit. Dang. <laughs> Jared thrown out there. Anyone need to find love? Um, I, uh, it would have to be both Sedina and Fabry in the trade. Great point, Jared. And of course, I had to throw in that little asterisk because I got to give... I, I can call out all these names. I'm going to make Iserman do the job. I'm going to make him do all the work. But I was like, Fabry or Zadina on the right combo of players. Because I don't know. I, I don't know what he's going to find out there. But, I mean, we could, you know, we haven't played enough of those games where we want to start figuring out who we're, who we're bringing over. I saw some of our competitors are talking about forwards from uh, Vancouver. But, uh, I, I mean, I... I would want to put that trade in perspective, line. by the way. I know yeah. we try to avoid doing uh, trade rabbit holes because it usually turns into a four-hour podcast. Uh -huh. um, but if when those guys come back, like Zadina and Fabry, um, Bertuzzi, right. because they haven't really played, they have more value to us than they're going to have in a trade. So the only guys you're going to be able to trade for are guys who've recently had boo-boos or they've been underperforming. So I feel like if you want somebody good, uh, you know, you're going to be saying goodbye to Sonny. Um, uh, I, you know, somebody like Puce, like somebody who's been playing well this year. That's that's how those trades are going to get value for value. I, will I don't say, think you can't just I, give them trash, like what we consider trash, or guys who are underperforming and get a good player. That's that's. I, I always think of Forky from Toy Story Three or Toy Story Four. 
Trash. Well, I mean, that's how Iserman trades. Uh, he right. just puts a couple of googly eyes on a fork, and suddenly we have the best <laughs> goalie in the NHL. No, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. And I think that's a point, too, I'm missing uh, where I commented on, on Jared's point to, like, combo those guys together to pull someone in. Uh, but Steve's done it so many times before where it's like, how did he make this work? And we just have no idea. But for the podcast listeners, you guys are missing out. Zadina being done dirty right now in the comments. Ace fishing. Do we even care if C gets back in the lineup? It's a great question, but Righteous247 uh, might have you beat. I forgot Zeno Zadina was even on the team. Oh boy, that's that's what I've been doing with Robbie Fabry all year. Um, is is there a space for Robbie Fabry? <laughs> all right, guys, we're gonna talk Andrew well, Pop. You know what? In a you you already talked about where he's gonna slot in. He's getting that second line center role. I don't think his faceoff numbers are that sexy, but. He, uh, you know, claims to play center. Um, and that's a spot where we've definitely had a lot of struggles. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think it was Ketzel who was saying we kind of don't really have the designation first, second, third, fourth line. And uh, when you see Fabry in there, I, I think it's going to further cement that point. Um, but we'll see. Maybe it won't be that bad. Now we're gonna uh, we're at 26 total likes right now. If you guys have not liked the episode yet, remember hit that like button, and uh, we will reveal what our big giveaway is just for this week. Uh, oh. And hopefully we can hit that number while we run through a quick message from our sponsor, DraftKings. So we will be right back, and I'm gonna check those numbers. Hockey fans, it is time to light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot in an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, we do want to talk Andrew Cobb. Uh oh, but we were able to do it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, <clears throat> this week Man. we have a prize. Yeah, I hope you didn't fast forward too fast just... through the commercials like I usually do. Yeah, you guys missed it. Well, I mean, if you fast forward, that means you're not watching live, so it's already been awarded. So you guys get your fingertips ready, because this is all about the comments. Oh, we have a question. That uh, if you own the same book I do, you learned a thing. But we're going to be playing out of this book for the rest of the year. It is, it's a fun read. Uh, really, what it does is bring up like a, a bunch of different little like reminders as a Red Wings fan, what's happened over the years. And then you also get to learn a lot. And that'll be the first question we ask today will be either how much you know, have you read this book and learned, or maybe you're just really good at guessing uh so even if you don't read it i'm pretty sure there's some pretty nice pictures for you to flip through and look at uh, yeah they're black and white they're fine hey it's still a photo <laughs> 
So what we're going to do, I'm going to watch the comments here. Again, you have to be on YouTube. Facebook, I'm sorry. Come join us on YouTube and hit the like button. Uh, <laughs> we're going to play this game for a $50 gift card to the NHL shop. $50 gift card to the NHL shop. I, I will Ooh. say this. I don't know if I've decided yet if you win this week if you can't win next week because ultimately we're going to be playing a trivia game and you guys got to be ready to go. Okay? <sighs> Fastest fingertips wins. Oh, um, yeah. There's they a couple of guys do. on here who I absolutely love and help out the show. You know who you are. I'm rooting for you. Um, we've had private conversations. Uh, oh, but my. Somebody's sliding a, into the DMs, huh? It won't. We'll see. Like, there's no cheating. We'll. I'll see in the comments who comments first. All right. Mike, are what you if ready? you're a really good copy-paster? It won't matter. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> it's a really easy... Um, and I'll say this. I don't care. I'm going to give you guys multiple choice here. I don't care if you hit the letter. And I don't care with it being such a short answer if you just put in the answer. I will know what the answer is. First person put in the Ooh. answer or the letter wins. That's all we're doing. Johnny P wrong. <laughs> what is the first letter of Iserman's last name? It's no, a, it's yeah, this it. is Johnny P Iserman. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Oh, Johnny P. Am I one of those guys? Of course. If you have to ask, that means you might. There's people on here that just flat out aren't going to ask that question. All right. Um, and that's not, that's because you haven't reached out to me. All right. This is getting awkward now. Few players are as identified with one franchise as Mr. Hockey himself, Gordy Howe, is with the Red Wings. House number nine is among the numbers hanging in the rafters at Little Caesars Arena, but that wasn't his original number with the Red Wings. What was the first number he wore after joining Detroit in 1946? Is it A, number seven, B, number 12, C, number 17, or D, number 21? I am looking at those comments. Chewy put in a B before I finished reading. <laughs> I, I respect it. All right. Uh, you guys can stop because we've got a winner. We've got a winner uh -oh. already. Already? Uh, Jim Johnson's got it. Wow. 17 is the number Gordy Howe wore. Jim, you win. Uh, you're going to be getting a $50 gift card to the NHL shop. What I need you to do is uh, tell us how we can send that to you, and you can just email us at admin, A-D-M-I-N, at bodpodcast.com, Jim. Send us your email, and you'll get tagged with that gift card at the end of the show. All right. Pretty so, cool. Yeah. Do you want to tease what's going on for all of you guys that oh. did win this week? Not yeah. only are we going to have some cameo announcements for the other gifts we'll be handing out for the end of the year, and I do hope Ooh. you guys listen to the rest of the episode. Um, but I will say, now Jim might be able to find something that's autographed on the NHL shop with his gift card. But you guys might not have to. Of course, Jim could win next week, too. But I'll just tease it out that way. All the podcast listeners, come aboard. We were going to be recording post-game next week, uh, next Wednesday. I forget who we're playing, but we are playing on Wednesday. So, Mike, it is going to have to be another post-game. But it'll be, I'm assuming yeah. there's going to be a ton of people there because they want to win something that's autographed, Mike, by a current Red Wing. Oh, I thought we were giving away my thing. I was going to sign this Fresca can. Woohoo! 
second place prize. Oh boy. Um, so I'll I'll put it this way. He is not a bottom six forward. Oh, he's a top six. And I'll I'll say he's not a third pairing defenseman. So you've got you've got a small number to choose from, but I guarantee you guys don't want to miss it because this is going to be a fun autograph to collect. Um, so yeah, I uh, I hope you guys will show it's up. It's going to be really we're, difficult because we just talked again. about this team being having no line distinction. So who who the hell could it be, Matt? Oh oh, Jim did not hear Jim. I'm just going to throw it in the chat so you don't have to worry about it. Uh, Mike, now yeah, we want to talk about. Andrew Cobb. Oh no! Can I can I it's... pull up? Can do you we, describe this graph? Do we have a graph? Do we have, a, do we have a graphic of a bus we can back up over uh, an image of Andrew's name, so we could drive that over him? No. Okay. Because so I was going to drive a bus over him. <laughs> I was um, typing. <laughs> so Matt is uh, he's he's done a really great job of copy and pasting a lovely graph. Um, expected goals for per 60 expected goals against per 60. Um, and he's put all of our, our wonderful forwards on this graph, Matt, there's, there's one person who, uh, basically per quadrant, there's, there's one that you ideally want to be in. Um, we have a, you know, positive goals against per 60. Um, and in the four, so you have two way dominance, you know, maybe you're just in a spot where everything's happening to you. Um, but maybe your numbers aren't as great and maybe you just have low events and you just haven't had a ton of goals go in. Um, and then nightmare situation is what we're calling you. You caved in. So you're not making anything positive happen and far and away our least productive player at this time is Mr. Police officer himself, Andrew cop. Um, so not uh, not the sexiest numbers, and uh, it it would appear by sharing this, uh, Matt is not impressed by that core surgery that Andrew Cop is somewhat still recovering from. He didn't miss all of training camp. Um, he ha he has gotten to treat basically the first uh, you know month and a half here of the NHL season as training camp, um, but uh, yeah, the numbers numbers not looking good so far for what was a uh, a uh, pricey free agent acquisition. Um, I think I that's still, I, I still so butthurt. I still don't know if I'm ready to roll the bus over this guy and back it up. Um, it it still feels a little early, and I still feel like my God, we're. I love that they keep pulling that stat um, on Valley Sports about who, which of the teams in the NHL have had the most production from offseason acquisitions, and it's still us. Um, uh, thank you, you know, Peron and Kui and, um, you know, Mata and the rest of the boys, but, uh, not really, not, not, not super hot in that area yet is cop. Um, although I, I do remember, um, let me pull this up for you. Well, I'm ready to jump. Oh, he's, uh, he's at 20, right now he's at 21 games, right? Um, yeah. And I'll say what we're gonna give him. I, I don't know five to ten of those. He was still, you know, not feeling super awesome. Um, but I mean, he's up to eleven points. He's climbing up that chart, and uh, I, I'm still willing to be a little, a little bit more patient than you are, Matt. I, I don't think he's a total bust. I don't think he's. Um, God, who's that bozo we had four years ago uh, that we just just got rid of his contract? 
Uh, you're talking about Franzi Boy. Um, but I wanted uh, to show off. Um, I don't think he's Franz Nielsen, man. I think he just he's he's getting back up to speed and he's he's starting to get some more points. I was being I got called out last night for being a little nitpicky because I was I was starting to take video of every Andrew Cop turnover. So you make a good call out. Is the core still bothering him? I'm fine. That's fine. Maybe it's I true. don't even know if it's that. I think it's no, just no. tough to come back from that kind of injury. I just my my thing is and I I think the problem accidentally solved itself because got poor Tyler Bertuzzi's out for another four weeks, which we haven't even touched on yet. Um, But he was getting, like, my problem with Bertuzzi last week was, like, all right, before the injury, he was lining up to being, like, one of our top six forwards in ice time. And Jay Berg's down at the bottom. And we all we consistently see is, like, better and better play. And then here, I, I get it. I am being nitpicky, all right? And here's Copper, just kind of, oh, did you guys want this puck? I, I was going to take it out. Oh, no? Okay. Well, whatever. Um, Just one more time. I, I, I'm having fun with this. He's just, oh, shoot. Just that little whack, too, at the end, like right after he turned. Eh. <laughs> I mean, that is such a, like, oh, I got to look like I'm putting in effort. And again, I'm not saying Cop is terrible. But I do think we could call it a question, like, minutes. <laughs> Especially if we're going to sit here and say there's a possibility for an injury. Um, like, that's... Right? Like, oh, oh, God. We can't get hit twice for copyright. Yeah, this is my other favorite one. Um, cop does a great job of catching the puck and then immediately turns the puck over. <laughs> oh, no, I lost Mike. I lost him twice. No, so, I'm still I'm still here. Oh, your camera's gone. All right, well... Oh, sick. It'll be, it'll be mostly me. Um... <laughs> But that's good. The podcast listeners will still get you. So that's if you were Mike, if you were ever a shy podcaster, problem solved. Uh, so, yeah, I I guess it's one of those things where we could look at these season numbers for the full year. I could call out specific instances where cop isn't just turning the puck over, but it's super ugly. It like looks lazy. And his again, his reaction to it was just to throw his stick at a guy's skate. I I just it it hurts and even more so. Let's pile on evolving hockey. Just showing, uh, compared to the rest of the league, where Andrew Kopp is is kind of ranking here. Expected goals four per sixty in the bottom. Um, oh yeah, let's break this up into thirds. He's in the middle third, so there's only a bottom third that's worse than him. Same for Corsi four per sixty, and then when you talk about a guy who is supposed to be. Our two-way center, his expected goals against per sixty. And again, can I can I add this? Like, never forget, expected goals against is a five-on-five -five measurement for when he is on the ice. So it's not always necessarily his fault. However, Mike, you mentioned earlier how many injuries have been on this team. So he has had quite a few different line mates, and it looks like that. So. Podcast listeners, we're looking at the evolving hockey rampum charts. And as you know, if you're a longtime listener to Red Wings rant, orange, red means bad. A lot of orange here uh, for Cop. <laughs> and um, it's rough. I'm not saying you get rid of him. I'm not saying you trade him. I'm saying I think we have been judging Robbie Fabry as like a where does he fit. I think we're starting to see there might be a fit. 
I well, think I that's not know. the only thing. I think there's cause to be patient here. Like you mentioned, coming off an injury is not the easiest thing. The core is going to pretty much, um, besides your brain, but physically for your body, everything's going to work from your core up. That's how they do those full body workouts that are focused on the core because it's going to be affected by everything. So uh, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a problem, but, but I think it's an easily identifiable problem. And while we're still trying to stay in the playoff race, something that should have some solutions. No, I get, I, I guess I'm I'm a little seduced again by the recency bias. I I I I, I can't really it. defend that 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 highlight you found. I I'll just say like you know we had that four game win streak. Um, we you know kind of pooped our pampers over a, a mini losing streak. Um, and then it looks like we're you know figuring things out again. But I mean when that winning streak started up till now, so it's nine games. Um, you know we're looking at him having nine points in nine games. So, I mean, it's it's not, you know, completely bleak. In a couple of those games, you know, he did have multiple points in. Um, I think his, his face-offs are starting to come around a little bit, too. Um, if we're looking at that same sample size, you know, it's not quite not not quite 10, right? I'm just looking at 9 because I'm kind of cheating uh, to make the, the points work a little bit more in my favor. Um, but he only had two games where he didn't win at least half of his face-offs, so... I mean, as far as wanting a guy who's going to be taking some tougher draws, um, you know, at least getting on the stat sheet, even though I don't I don't think anyone's really asking him to be, you know, a point of night guy. Um, he's he's at least doing that. So I think he's getting healthier. He, he is getting on the stat sheet, you know, that, you know, last nine games, like I said, nine points. Um, he had some really dazzling like uh, face off games, you know, against Buffalo, against uh, Columbus. Um, um, I, you know, I don't know if he's done enough to necessarily be considered the number two center on this team, but I think he's starting to at least get a point, like get to a point where I, in certain situations do feel good seeing him out there and it, it might be in the, in the face-off circle. Um, and it, it, it might be in the aftermath. Cause I, I know that some of those, deep cut items are, are a little damning for my argument, but I'm, I'm just not ready to quit on them yet. And I was, I was the first one pretty critical of them when they made the signing in the first place. Um, but I can at least, you know, see little glimpses where it looks like maybe when he's completely healthy, like you said, when he's got some stability on who his line mates are. And when this team is healthy, I, I don't know if we've even seen what, what cops line mates are going to look like. Um, so yeah, it's it's tough to judge, and I, I'm I'm gonna lean a little bit more on the on the on the pro side uh, for Andrew. All right, just throws out there. Cop has the demeanor of someone who landed where they want to be and has parked the bus for a bit. I I was tickled by this. Um, <laughs> now Johnny P lays into him. Oh dude, he's a bus. Now if you if you ex if you extrapolate this, and you say for what is it four or five seasons, then yes, but no, it's still too early. I think I'm still in this realm of like, um, there's an obvious issue here, and I think there's potential to solve it. Now, Ansar Khan reported Fabry expected to return in January. I saw there was in the comments some uh, 
question marks of when uh, when that was going to happen. We know Fabry has been practicing for a while, and um, you know, I honestly I think it just God Fabry coming back. Where where did we love him the most on the power play? This power play's been doing good. It, it definitely looks better than the last few seasons, um, and I think that's just going to add another element for that power play. Um, but to that point, um, Robbie Fabry being maybe the best solution to talk about for another center. And uh, I think it was Ketzel who might have thrown this in there. Yep. Uh, to be honest, Cop should only be a winger. And I think that's the time where we start to experiment with that. Although, I think, isn't, what did you, did you talk about the faceoff percentages for Cop? Because I think he might be over 50% right now, which is minor. Really, in the grand scheme of being a center, I think it's more about that two-way side uh, of your game and being able to come back and play. M way more important than just winning the face-off. Um, you're, you're asked to do more, I guess, if, uh, if that's a better way to put it, um, defensively and on the transitions. So, to that yeah, end, maybe to, we can like take for a the, little bit of that pressure off. Yeah, for the season, he's only at 47. But, yeah. um yeah, you know, like in those couple games I had him at, he was he was only under fifty percent uh, twice in the last ten games. So he's, yeah. I think he's ramping it up. Um, Dan Nikovsky with comment. <laughs> I love this. Uh, this this is it, it's it's off topic, but to the beginning of the show, it's very maybe, off topic, Dan, but on brand. Yeah, Dan, Dan, I like it a lot. Dan might Nick. be listening to the first uh, segment, uh, but yeah, 2023 Intercontinental Champion, the Detroit Red Wings. Holy mackerel! Gets the big win against one of the main eventers, puts himself in position to start vying for a title. Um, great, great call out, Dan. A, a plus. Yeah, you know um, what? I don't know if we're ready for the Stanley Cup, but our like our work rate, you know, was really good. That's that's the Intercontinental belt right there. It's all about work rate. I like. And boy, can we take a bump! Uh, Dan, Dan B, B, my man. He's not he's... Franz Nielsen yet. <laughs> no, not yet. And there's also the mention of Stephen Weiss earlier uh, that I missed in the comments. Oof. Um, but yeah, there are some other good things to call out. I think ultimately what I was doing with bringing up the Andrew Kopp conversation is like, all right, we're in a playoff spot right now. Right now we'd be we'd be in the, uh, the you know the Atlantic Division. How do you how do you want to put that? The Atlantic Division chunk of teams. We're not even in the wild card right now. We'd be in the first round, easy first round matchup, guaranteed win. Get past the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then then you you know you just roll the dice from there. See what happens. See if Philly Huso is lights out. I mean it, it is going to be fun that first round against the Leafs where it's just like you know six goals, seven goals, eight goals, and the Leafs just can't keep up, but. You know, that's that's an April conversation. Anyway, um, well, I'll say, still... let me yeah, let me just run through these real quick. So I gave you the nine points in the last nine games I like outside you just of that. <laughs> you just nothing to my sweep of the Maple Leafs. Go ahead. Yeah. No, uh, I, you know, nine points in the last nine. Right. And then the faceoffs, I was telling you, he you know, he had the two uh, less than stellar games to see that he's up to 47%. Uh, he started the year with some really rough games, uh, 40, 33, 13. Oh. 36, 40, 44, 38, 46, 46, 35, 44, 46. And then there's that Rangers game, that beautiful weekend in New York. Um, that's when he started going. Uh, that was 46, 52, 73, a couple stinkers in a row. And then 60, 50, 60, 58, 33, 41, 78, 69, 61, 50. Um, so I, I, I think he's ramping up. So 
don't 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 hang your head too much on him. Give him some time. I think he's getting there. Uh, Dan B. Oh baby, first round playoffs against the Leafs. Uh, Johnny P. wants to know, Mike, is Ned done? I think he's done in that most of the NHL is not as good as Huso. <laughs> That's true. Um, Huso is playing is, is, absolutely is... out of his mind. I, I don't think mm -hmm. Ned should be too bummed about that. I mean, I'm sure he's not enjoying watching hockey. Um, I'm sure he'd rather be playing hockey, but Huso's just been so good. You, It's hard to give him the bench. Yeah, it's got, it's tough to put a finger on, like, what do you, like how do we define done? Um, I think if there was any trade opportunities, um, those might be out the window a little bit. A little bit. Because even if you want to say any of the difficulties are on the defensive play in front of Ned, teams aren't really like, oh, okay, if he's struggling with a defense in front of him, it's fine. You know, bring him over. Like, that's, that's not really the teams that are trading for a goaltender. That's not really what they're looking for. They're looking for the guys that can play through that adversity and still have those high numbers. Um, is Ned done? No. Can I say confidently that uh, he's getting a re-up on the old contract to Rooney? Uh, you'd be insane. You would be absolutely insane right now if someone, somebody were to look me in the eye and tell me that, yeah, for sure, he, he's getting that next contract, especially with, like, what, uh, Kosa. Now, I'm not – let's just be real here. Kosa's probably still a couple years out, but – turning in like a 906 in Toledo right now with some good wins and a great attitude too like they're asking about his his pretty good numbers for this being his first time in like pro hockey and he's like I don't care about that this is about learning for me and I oh my god the mess I had in my pants when Sebastian Costa said that as a what 19 year old kid to yeah. um you know somebody at M Live or whatever that no I you know, it's uh, I think that question is um, it's a good one because it it might mean more that maybe not that he's he's done as a goalie, but is he done as a Red Wing? Because with his contract coming up and he's already making three million a year, um, I mean he's he's at that age where you start to enter your prime, and I don't really feel like the Red Wings are in a position to either you know, match that 3 million again, or give them certainly not give him a raise. Um, you know, cause he, we're basically, we'd be rewarding him for half of last season. So, you know, we've got the second half of last year and, you know, pretty underwhelming start to this season. Um, I mean, he'd be taking a significant pay cut if they're going to bring him aboard for depth. Yeah. If you want to make that argument to me, that Ned, might not be too sure anyone else is going to offer him a contract so his agent is happy to accept something at like one uh one mil or you know one and some change that's an easier thing to gobble up uh but i like jared's call out helberg's still around he's getting the uh because he spent so much time as uh, i guess not getting not getting actual ice time you can send them down for a conditioning stint so we get to keep helberg on the roster as opposed to all the other teams that were trying to, uh, you know, they'd have to put him on waivers because they didn't have space for Helberg, and he's been bouncing around all season, I think started in Seattle. But, um, yeah, Helberg now uh, could get, could finally, I'm going to say finally, because uh, did we only get one game out of Helberg uh, last year, last season? Uh, yeah, I want to uh, one or two, yeah. I mean, we could pull that up. Yeah, one game, 
Where's that? Let me make sure that says games played. Yep. <laughs> uh, one game played uh, for the Wang Dangs. Uh, I think he won his only game, a, didn't he? And an 870 save percentage. Um, it says one game played, and that's all I got. That's all I got. Hmm. I know. What a bummer. Any who's yeah. Um. Oh, let's say hi to Curtis. Curtis is aboard for just a heartbeat here. Can't stay. Just wanted to say, hey, boys. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, hey. Curtis. Try and uh, make some time next week. We'll be giving away, giving away some pretty cool from a pretty cool player. I think you guys might like him just a little bit. Um. All right. So, where are we at? Bad news. Good news. It's all we keep news. talking about all the negative oh. stuff. You know, Huso's doing amazing. Um, we're excited for maybe the, you know, filling a spot with Robbie Fabry. Uh, Rasmussen with a hell of a goal last night. Hell of a pass from Kubi as he keeps putting up assists. And Heronic, like we talked about earlier, I I felt like his assist was a little underrated. Um, Mickey and Ken Daniels were very excited about the Kubi pass. Very good. Perfect. Pinpoint pass. Uh, but Heronic throwing the puck down the ice to Kubi's stick to start the Rasmussen goal. Just... I mean, it's one of those things where if you do that once a month, you know, like you're impressed, you go, oh, wow, nice job. But while Heronic's doing that on the streak, and this is just like, oh, I'm going to keep my, I'm going to keep this assist streak going and just fires it down the ice to Kubi, Kubi to Rasmussen goal. Um, that's so much fun. Uh, Johnny P, Ras has looked really good. Uh, he's in the perfect spot for him. Um, Mike, I don't know if we talked about this. I might have talked about it with our father. Oh. But I really feel conflicted because Rass is playing so good. Do you feel we're seeing a second line center like be, re I don't know, reborn, like make himself present? Or is he just going to be that really good third line center for us? Because I don't need to force a goddamn thing on this roster, to be completely honest. While we're figuring out the cop issues, absolutely, I'm fine with it. But I feel like that's where I want Rasmussen in the future. I want to look at that third line, like where we had the Redwoods, and clearly a lot of the play was driven by Rasmussen, and just say, oh my God, we have an incredible third line center. I, that's yeah. my conflict right now. I love what he's doing. He does look amazing. Uh, Johnny P's comment. Rass look, looking really good. It's Absolutely he does. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's not the only time you're going to hear wrestling references. But, I mean, when you're casting guys in the right spot, I think that's uh, – you're really noticing it this year with Rat Rasmussen. Um, oh, performance. Johnny P, he's not going anywhere. Um, Jared's saying keep him on the third line. And yeah, I mean, I think that's where, like, uh, the long one of the longer lasting cliches. And Dan B saying, "Hey, it's December. We're not talking about the draft lottery. That's an improvement in my book." That's true. Um, Dan B coming uh, back at me for saying, "Why do we keep talking negative things?" But Dan B's point is fantastic. <laughs> yes. Um. So I mean, in this town, one of the longer running cliches was, you know, uh, calling for a backup quarterback for the Lions or calling for a goalie for the Red Wings. And now it's becoming, well, who's the second line center for the Red Wings? Um, because it is an incredibly difficult job. Um, we we had a who's who of, of Nielsen, uh, Stephen Weiss, 
Um, and now we're afraid that Andrew Kopp is falling into that bucket. Um, so I don't know if Rass is going to be that second line guy. Cause I feel like when you say that, um, th- there's almost that, you know, it was, you know, Iserman and Fedorov was a, you know, a one, two, um, like you want to, you want a real mega punch at negative, you know, at the number two spot. Um, but it's such a difficult thing to acquire because it's so hard to get a number one center. Um, so I think Rass, yeah, he has looked good, but I also think that that's reflective of what the expectations are for him. Cause he's not, he hasn't been a point of night guy. Um, you know, he's not blowing up the stat sheet as a number two guy. He's doing really good as a number three guy. Um, so, you know, that's not the, you know, downplay what Rass has done to start this year, but I, you know, just contextually think about what you're asking of each of those guys. Rass, we still kind of treat him like anything we get out of this guy is a bonus. Um, I mean, this was a first round pick. This was a guy who, who should be doing really well. He's, he's a giant man. Um, he's a skilled man. Um, so, um, I, I would just, you know, keep it under context. We're not asking a lot of rats. We ask a lot of cop right now. Um, hey, we gave you a big contract. Hey, we're putting you on the second second line with, you know, what we think are, you know, second line forwards. You should be doing X, Y, and Z. Um, so I, 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 I didn't know I'd be coming to cop's uh, defense uh, so frequently in yeah, this episode. Yeah, I feel like but <laughs> I, I'm, you're, you're leaning hard today. I'm just trying to give him a chance. Um, I, I like the call out here. Um, Ketzel throws out there. It feels like we're one superstar away for a deep run. I, I, I love reading that. Like, it's just, I like the excitement. Uh, Jim thrown out there. I think Sonny has played great. Yes. Ketzel, Sonny's having a career revival with us. Uh, got to point out 23 points last season. He's got 11 so far. Definitely can eclipse that. Uh, his 18 games with us last year, he had eight points and his 18 games this year, he's got, uh, 11 points. So on a much better pace. Can you throw the, can you throw Ketzel's comment up from a moment ago? The last one? Yeah. Um, it almost feels like we are one superstar away from a deep run up front around the blue line. Yeah. So uh, is enjoyable, as enjoyable as that Tampa Bay game was the, the Maple Leaf one still made me a little bummed out because you saw how hard that Red Wing team worked. Like, we we wanted that win. We we played really, 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 really hard. And it still felt like Toronto, they would just kind of, you know, get a flutter of an opportunity. And their, their high-skill guys are so high-skilled, they were able to still come away with, you know, almost a blowout on the, on the stat, stat sheet. Um even with all that effort. So it feels like the Red Wings, yeah, I just feel like the coaching and the depth is right there. Um, and the scary thing is, I don't know how you really get a superstar without, you know, some miracle in the offseason. Yeah, because uh, I throw it out there. We've taken the best depth players from the Blues. Um, yeah, I really appreciate that uh, developmental league over in St. Louis, uh, giving us a bunch of guys who are ready to roll. <laughs> yeah. Jim Jadson, welcome to the Detroit Blues. Mike? Blues That's are me. struggling. Blues are struggling. We've got Orion O'Reilly, UFA, coming up. Vladimir Tarasenko, UFA, coming up. You know what? Barbashev. I, I like her. I, I was sold on Barbashev 
listening to John Hamm on the Athletic podcast, who's from St. Louis. He's really excited about it. Uh, not, not, not like the that was just I'm kind of just throwing that out there. Not the uh, not what Ketzel is asking for in a superstar. But why, why wouldn't St. Louis play around with this? Ryan O'Reilly's not like a career blue. Of course, he comes over to the Blues and they win a cup because he just had an MVP season. Um, you know, Bennington with some pretty good goaltending at that time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm playing this game because I kind of think there's some opportunity for, you know, Ryan O'Reilly isn't necessarily the, the come over. Like, he's not the pick up and your team goes from worst to first. But a team like the Red Wings, who are in third place in the Atlantic Division right now, are looking for a second line center. I... An over? Can I say overqualified second line center? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like that. Yeah, that's that's where that conversation goes. Um, I just a lot of people. I I, I think uh, Jim's pointing out uh, the team I'm gonna take a look at here in a second. Um. I think a lot of people are looking at Vancouver Canucks right now. And I think is the more that St. Louis continues to bury themselves and they go on long losing streaks, despite a seven game winning streak. Uh, but those other long losing streaks on either side are making St. Louis a little more juicy. And I, I, I think the point too, to like this trade off, uh... this good relationship being built between St. Louis and Detroit um, could, could mean something here. You said juicy. Did you mean uh Lucy? Huh? Huh? Oh, somebody's not paying attention to Monday Night Raw every week. Uh, Uso oh. Brothers, feeling Usi. Come on. Yep. Nope. I had no idea what you meant right there. Are you Sorry. an Usologist? Um, yes, raging Usologist. That was uh, that was Sammy's big quote this week. I saw it on Instagram. Okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> Don't just okay it. An Usologist. That's what Sammy Zane said. I'm playing yeah. along. God okay. damn it. Okay. All right. Um, Vancouver's the other game uh, to play because it's it. This conversation, they're stuck with JT Miller forever. Um, Bo Horvat coming up on UFA season, and you know the question comes up for Vancouver if they're going to do a full rebuild, does it include getting rid of with two years left on his contract? I mean, one year after this to be more accurate, Elias Patterson, like. And you have to give up a lot to do that, to get an Elias Pettersson. And we talked about this a couple seasons ago. <laughs> uh, but I think I think that's the worthwhile conversation, right, with, with both of these teams. Um, but Pettersson, you're giving up a ton, but you're, you're making a franchise-changing move uh, at that point. Uh, but it's, it's one of those things, like, St. Louis should be a seller, Vancouver has been said to be in conversations internally from Elliot Friedman to whether, you know, like whether or not we blow this up and blowing it up. And I, I think, um, who was it? Wing wheel podcast. Is that what they're called? Does anybody that's, know what that weird yeah, that's one of is them. called? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they were pointing out Brock Besser and Brock Besser seems to be like the easy name to land on because it's always been this like weird relationship. We always see with Vancouver, the fans, and Brock, where it's like plays good hockey, but he's last on their list for like who's on the core. Kind of like my Tyler Bertuzzi relationship. Um, so, so it just 
it, it could be Brock Besser. That's still a younger name at 25, a very affordable cap hit at 6.65. But Vancouver's kidding themselves if they think a rebuild just means we're going to get rid of Brock Besser and some team's going to unload a ton of draft picks for him. I don't think that happens. Same thing with Bo Horvat. It doesn't happen. If you're doing a rebuild, one of those huge names has to come off this team and you've really got to make a statement and you've got to say you're making room salary-wise so that you could start buying up draft picks as you move forward. But the big names are going to collect you something and I think I think that's, that's, that's an, an obtainable name. I talked about in St. Louis, I think they're... You're talking about more of a reasonable like one year thing and you're good to go you know you, you look at a, a the tarasenko's and the ryan o'reilly's that have expiring contracts make that work up until the end of the season um and you're you you do not have to pay as much uh but again yeah you talk about the elias petterson's is vancouver really serious about this rebuild if they are you're gonna give up a ton but you're gonna get a guy that's been killing it the last couple of weeks so worthwhile thought and of course we leaned into this a couple summers ago did a whole show it's one of our highest rated episodes how do the red wings collect elias patterson um that desire has not waned on my part i think uh in the right spot elias patterson's really going to make a huge difference and uh vancouver smart and they're sick of playing this game of like oh we're kind of middling forever and never a real threat for the Stanley Cup, you've got to make a big decision, and that's a big decision. Um, I did not plan on talking about this, so I'm, I'm glad this kind of came up. This is fun, because this is about upgrades, right? This is about taking the next step. This isn't just about us whining about Andrew Kopp and crossing our fingers for the return of Robbie Fabry and trading guys that aren't even making the team and, uh, you know, like, when they're healthy and ready to come back, like Philip Sedina, is that a real... You know, what do we do with that? We collect another toss them, you know, toss them up in the air kind of defenseman in return and we cross our f fingers. But I want to talk real upgrades. Those are the teams you got to eyeball. Right? Right. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we remember to re-sign Dill Larkin while we're at it. Well, that was like the last point of the conversation here of uh, – what an amazing start. Dylan Larkin on his hottest start of the season. Uh, hot, I'm sorry, hottest start of his career. What a dumb... Man, this season... Mike, this has been the hottest start for Dylan Larkin's season this season. Um, I hate I hate when I... Putting a lot of seasoning on that sentence, man. I Let's, definitely uh... love to hear myself talk, but sometimes... Uh, 26 points in 25 games, 9 goals, 17 assists. Um you could see here i mean you talk about having a two-way center uh even strength offense top uh i guess we would say a top five percent but he's in the 95th percentile kind of thing what you know the positive way i don't want to say this and somebody thinks there's 95 percent of the league on top of him uh 82 percent for even strength offense 82 percent for the power play penalty kill man well, he never plays penalty kill um doing a great job with you know the competition he plays penalties 85 percent. i think that's it's nothing to sneeze at. But do you look at the war percentile rank, Mike? If uh, anybody watching on, on YouTube right now, that goddamn graph is through the roof. That's right. Dylan Larkin, for everything combined from 2021 to last night, 
as at a 99% war. Mike, that is your first line center. Fuck anybody that doesn't get it yet. Now he's also hitting, I mean, he's, he's 26, right? So this should be, this is the peak starts peak to time. fall. Yeah. It's, it starts to yeah, fall I mean, he, he should, after next season. Uh, I'd say like age 30. I think he's got like four peak years left and I don't think we've seen the best yet. Oh, I'm just saying like, uh, I think it's, uh, Micah with, uh, Viz hockey has his graphs where it's like statistically the fall off starts after 27. So you're 27, boop, statistics start to drop off. You could peak and drop off, and you're just as good as you were on the other side of that peak as you were going up. So it doesn't mean you're a bad player, but the drop off, the drop off begins at 27. Um, so there. Well, uh, keep that in mind. Uh, this uh, free agent off season, when everybody we want is like 30 and above. So, um, Ketzel with a great point, and I want to lead this into what we heard from Elliot Friedman. Uh, Ketzel, he's getting $10 million if he drags this team into the playoffs. Elliot Friedman pointed out that Steve Eiserman has a number. He also had a number with Steven Stamkos that he would not go over, and we know where Steven Stamkos is playing right now. He has a number for Dylan Larkin. He will not go over that number. We're speaking from experience with Steve Eiserman managing a whole other team, and it's a waiting game. To Ketzel's point... How fucked is Steve Eiserman if he doesn't get this contract signed? <laughs> and Dylan Larkin drags us into the playoffs. And Steve Eiserman, you know, in his point of view, God forbid, second round of the playoffs. I mean, first, you know, I'm kidding, obviously. Like, if he gets us into the playoffs, that's huge for Dylan Larkin for what he's surrounded by. And clearly, much better team. But we, we've seen, like, what the Tampa Bay Lightning can do to us. We've seen what the Toronto Maple Leafs can do to us. So, of course... We, you know, I'm trying to be as realistic here as possible. I can't believe I need, I still need to like put asterisks on this shit. But anyway, Dylan Larkin drags us into the playoffs to Ketzel's point. It doesn't matter what the fuck Steve Eisman thought he was going to do. That number's going up. So Elliot Friedman thinks we're waiting till the end of the season. I think Dylan Larkin thinks that's fine. I'm going to get whatever the hell I want because you're going to see I'm going to turn in my best season yet. I'm going to be a point per game player. I'm going to be one of the best two-way centers out there. What are you going to do at that I, point? I can't say how much I hate that idea. Uh, Which... Like, from a bargaining position, uh, but, like, I would have maybe just overshot it a little bit to start this this year and just, you know, came out with 10 as a, as the Red Wings because now he's just going to get more opportunities to um, increase his value. Oh, man. And me. then what you're going to have to do is, I, I mean, that's Dylan Larkin. This is going to be one of the top centers available. And uh, I feel like he's not, luckily he's not like a, like an NBA diva, but dude, he's going to be, you know, entering the, his prime and then exiting his prime. I feel like he's tired of waiting for a rebuilding team. It's great that he uh, happened to be born in Waterford, but I feel like he wants to win a cup. So for me, the, the tough part is you probably will want to acquire talent as soon as possible to show to him, hey, we're not just making an investment in you for your contract. We want to invest in a team around you because we think you're strong enough to lead us to, uh, you know, playoff victories. So, yeah, we're going to go out and spend the money. 
we're going to spend the uh, you know draft equity to get you. We're not going to ice a team anymore. We're we're gonna we're gonna ice a, a winning team, a real team, um, and make sure you have that depth around you to succeed. Because it's it's almost like you need to apologize for all the bullshit this guy's had to play with the past couple of years. Bullshit. Yeah, one of the things too, guys seem to be getting paid now for what they're currently doing and what you can kind of scope to see they're going to be doing as opposed to guys being rewarded but i think it is like two things have to get paid here for dylan and that's a great point okay everybody we're gonna head out this has been one of our longest episodes in a while i think y'all deserved it because of our last couple were terrible quality wise i did the upgrade because i love you guys and i want you to have fun red wings conversations uh hopefully you guys had some fun hopefully we'll see you guys next Wednesday, of course, I've teased it out a little bit here. Current Red Wing player in an autograph. Oh, uh, You guys want to come come along, get ready to type in the YouTube comments. If you are a podcast listener and you want to be a part of what this giveaway is going to be next week, show up. We are going to be doing a post-game uh, recording. So after the game next Wednesday, we'll be live. Uh, and we'll, we'll be looking for those likes again. So hit that like button. When, when I put when I post the video, you just go right ahead and hit the like button before we even start recording. That's fine. It's there. You could hit it at any point. Uh, but I appreciate you guys all coming aboard. Uh, Jim, congratulations again. Uh, I'm going to go find that email so I can send you your brand new, um, gift card. And you got to tell us too, what you get with that gift card. That's, uh, that's part Ooh, two. Yeah. That's the deal. If we give you a gift card to the NHL shop, number one, it better be Red Wing stuff. Number two, you got to tell us what's going on. Um, just don't let me lose all respect for you, Jim, when you show us your new reverse retro jersey. Um, okay, we're going to sail off into the sunset, guys. Hit that like button if you haven't yet. Uh, find us on Apple Podcasts, anywhere you find podcasts, but subscribe, rate, and review on Apple. And, of course, you can review us now on Spotify and hit that like button on Spotify as well. We greatly appreciate it. Oh, and subscribe here on YouTube. Um, we're also doing a holiday sale. BODpodcast.com. Find the shop button. You guys can also find our shop on Twitter. It's at Red Wings Rant. You can see it right above me here. Uh, we're doing a sale, 22% off all the Red Wings Rant merch till the end of the year for the holidays. So get... Uh, Get in there, get some stocking stuffers. You get some stickers, t-shirts, sweatshirts, anything. I should, probably should have mentioned this earlier in the show. But anyway, thanks for coming along, guys. We love you, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Huge giveaway. Hopefully, a huge cameo. Since hopefully, we'll have a huge cameo too that you don't want to miss. So you guys have uh, have a nice week. We'll we'll see you next one. Next week. Oh my God! Shut the fuck up. Bye. Jesus, Matt. Bye. <laughs>